chapter one part two of kindness by father faber this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter one on kindness in general part two another work which our kindness does in the hearts of others is to encourage them in their efforts after good habits of sin even when put to death as habits leave many evil legacies behind them one of the most disastrous parts of their inheritance is discouragement there are few things which resist grace as it does obstinacy even is more hopeful we may see floods of grace descend on the disheartened soul and it shows no symptom of reviving grace runs off it as the rain runs from the roofs whichever of its three forms peevishness lethargy or delusion it may assume god's mercy must lay regular siege to it or it will never be taken but we all of us need encouragement to do good the path of virtue even when it is not uphill is rough and stony and each day's journey is a little longer than our strength admits of only there are no means of shortening it the twenty-four hours are the same to everyone except the idle and to the idle they are thirty-six for weariness and dullness you may love god and love him truly as you do and high motives may be continually before you nevertheless you must be quite conscious to yourself of being soon fatigued nay perhaps of a normal lassitude growing with your years and you must remember how especially the absence of sympathy tried you and how all things began to look like delusion because no one encouraged you in your work alas how many noble hearts have sunk under this not ignoble weariness how many plans for god's glory have fallen to the ground which a bright look or a kind eye would have propped up but either because we were busy with our own work and never looked at that of others or because we were jealous and looked coldly and spoke critically we have not come with this facile succour to the rescue not so much for our brother as of our dearest lord himself how many institutions for the comfort of the poor or saving of souls have languished more for want of approbation than of money and though sympathy is so cheap the lone priest has struggled on till his solitude his weariness and his lack of sympathy have almost given way beneath the burden and the wolves have rushed in upon that little nook of his master's sheepfold which he had so lovingly partitioned off as his own peculiar work oh what a wretched thing it is to be unkind i think with the thought of the precious blood i can better face my sins at the last judgment than my unkindness with all its miserable fertility of evil consequences but if we have no notion of the far-reaching mischief which unkindness does so neither can we rightly estimate the good which kindness may do very often a heart is drooping it is bending over itself lower and lower the cloud of sadness thickens temptations lie all around and are multiplying in strength and number every moment 
everything forebodes approaching sin not so much as a kind action not so much as a kind word but the mere tone of voice the mere fixing of the eye has conveyed sympathy to the poor suffering heart and all is right again in one instant the downcast soul has revived under that mere peep of human sunshine and is encouraged to do bravely the very thing which in despondency it had almost resolved to leave undone that coming sin might have been the soul's first step to an irretrievable ruin that encouragement may be the first link of a new chain which when its length is finished shall be called final perseverance few men can do without praise and there are few circumstances under which a man can be praised without injuring him here is a difficulty it is wise to take a kindly view of all human infirmities but it is not wise to humour them in act some men can do without the praise of others because their own is so unfailing their vanity enables them to find self-praise sufficient vanity is the most comfortable of vices the misfortune is that nevertheless is a vice some try to do without praise and grow moody and critical which shows their grace was not adequate for their attempt some do without praise because they are all for god but alas it would not occupy us long to take the census of that portion of the world's population most men must have praise their fountains dry up without it everyone in authority knows this well enough he has to learn to praise without seeming to praise now kindness has all the virtues of praise without its vices it is equally medicinal without having the poisonous qualities when we are praised we are praised at some expense and at our own expense kindness puts us to no expense while it enriches those who are kind to us praise always implies some degree of condescension and condescension is a thing intrinsically ungraceful whereas kindness is the most graceful attitude one man can assume towards another so here is another work it does it supplies the place of praise it is in fact the only sort of praise which does not injure the only sort which is always and everywhere true the only kind which those who are afraid of growing conceited may welcome safely moreover kindness is infectious no kind action ever stopped with itself fecundity belongs to it in its own right one kind action leads to another by one we commit ourselves to more than one our example is followed the single act of kindness throws out roots in all directions and the roots spring up and make fresh trees and the rapidity of the growth is equal to its extent but this fertility is not confined to ourselves or to others who may be kind to the same person to whom we have been kind it is chiefly to be found in the person himself whom we have benefited this is the greatest work which kindness does to others that it makes them kind themselves 
the kindest men are generally those who have received the greatest number of kindnesses it does indeed sometimes happen according to the law which in noble natures produces good out of evil that men who have had to feel the want of kindness are themselves lavishly kind when they have the power but in general the rule is that kindness makes men kind as we become kinder ourselves by practising kindness so the objects of our kindness if they were kind before learn how to be kinder and to be kind now if they were never so before thus does kindness propagate itself on all sides perhaps an act of kindness never dies but extends the invisible undulations of its influence over the breadth of centuries thus for all these reasons there is no better thing which we can do for others than to be kind to them and our kindness is the greatest gift they can receive except the grace of god there is always a certain sort of selfishness in the spiritual life the order of charity rules it so our first consideration is the glory of god in our own souls we must take hold of this glory by the handle first of all everything will be presumption and delusion if it is taken in any other order hence even while speaking of kindness it is not out of place for us to consider the work which it does for ourselves we have seen what it does for the world we have seen what it does for our neighbours now let us see how it blesses ourselves to be kind to ourselves is a very peculiar feature of the spiritual life but does not come within our range at present foremost among the common ways in which kind actions benefit ourselves may be mentioned the help they give us in getting clear of selfishness the tendency of nature to love itself has more the character of a habit than a law opposite conduct always tends to weaken it which would hardly be the case if it were a law kindness moreover partly from the pleasure which accompanies it partly from the blessing it draws down upon itself and partly from its similitude to god tends very rapidly to set into a well-formed habit selfishness is in no slight degree a point of view from which we regard things kindness alters our view by altering our point of view now does anything tease us more than our selfishness does anything more effectually retard our spiritual growth selfishness indeed furnishes us with a grand opportunity of getting to hate ourselves because of the odiousness of this self-worship but how few of us have got either the depth or the bravery to profit by this magnificent occasion on the whole selfishness must be put down or our progress will cease a series of kind actions turned against it with playful courage and selfishness is i will not say killed but stunned and that is a great convenience though it is not the whole work accomplished perhaps we may never come to be quite unselfish however there is but one road towards that which is kindness and every step taken on that road 
is a long stride heavenwards kindness seems to know of some secret fountain of joy deep in the soul which it can touch without revealing its locality and cause to send its waters upwards and overflow the heart inward happiness almost always follows a kind action and who has not long since experienced in himself that inward happiness is the atmosphere in which great things are done for god furthermore kindness is a constant godlike occupation and implies many supernatural operations in those who practise kindness upon motives of faith much grace goes along with kindness collateral graces more than sufficient in themselves to make a saint observation would lead us to the conclusion that kindness is not a native of the land of youth men grow kinder as they grow older there are of course natures which are kindly from the cradle but not many men have seen a really kind boy or girl in like manner as kindness in the natural world implies age in the spiritual world it implies grace it does not belong to the fervour of beginnings but to the solidity of progress indeed christian kindness implies so much grace that it almost assures the exercise of humility a proud man is seldom a kind man humility makes us kind and kindness makes us humble it is one of the many instances in the matter of the virtues of good qualities being at once not only causes and effects together but also their own causes and effects it would be foolish to say that humility is an easy virtue the very lowest degree of it is a difficult height to climb but this much must be said for kindness that it is the easiest road to humility and infallible as well as easy and is not humility just what we want just what we are this moment coveting just what will break down barriers and give us free course on our way to god kindness does so much for us that it would be almost more easy to enumerate what it does not do than to sum up what it does it operates more energetically in some characters than in others but it works wondrous changes in all it is kindness which enables most men to put off the inseparable unpleasantness of youth it watches the thoughts controls the words and helps us to unlearn early manhood's inveterate habit of criticism it is astonishing how masterful it is in its influence over our dispositions and yet how gentle quiet consistent and successful it makes us thoughtful and considerate detached acts of kindness may be the offspring of impulse yet he is mostly a good man whose impulses are good but in the long run habitual kindness is not a mere series of generous impulses but the steadfast growth of generous deliberation much thought must go to consistent kindness and much self-denying legislation with most of us the very outward shape of our lives is without fault of ours out of harmony with persevering kindness we have to humour circumstances 
our opportunities require management and to be patient in waiting to do good to others is a fine work of grace it is on account of all this that kindness makes us so attractive to others it imparts a tinge of pathos to our characters in which our asperities disappear or at least only give a breath of shadow to our hearts which increases their beauty by making it more serious we also become manly by being kind querulousness which is the unattractive side of youthful piety is no longer noticeable it is alive because an ailing or an isolated old age may bring it to the surface again but kindness at any rate keeps it under water for it is the high tide of the soul's nobility and hides many an unseemly shallow which exposed its uninteresting sand in early days and will disclose itself once more by ripples and stained water when age comes upon us unless we are of those fortunate few whose hearts get younger as their heads grow older a kind man is a man who is never self-occupied he is genial he is sympathetic he is brave how shall we express in one word these many things which kindness does for us who practise it it prepares us with a special preparation for the paths of the disinterested love of god now surely we cannot say that this subject of kindness is an unimportant one it is in reality as subsequent conferences will show a great part of the spiritual life it is found in all regions and in all of them with different functions and in none of them playing an inferior part it is also a peculiar participation of the spirit of jesus which is itself the life of all holiness it reconciles worldly men to religious people and really however contemptible worldly men are in themselves they have souls to save and it were so much to be wished that devout persons would make their devotion a little less angular and aggressive to worldly people provided they can do so without lowering practice or conceding principle devout people are as a class the least kind of all classes this is a scandalous thing to say but the scandal of the fact is so much greater than the scandal of acknowledging it that i will brave this last for the sake of a greater good religious people are an unkindly lot poor human nature cannot do everything and kindness is too often left uncultivated because men do not sufficiently understand its value men may be charitable yet not kind merciful yet not kind self-denying yet not kind if they would add a little common kindness to their uncommon graces they would convert ten where they now only abate the prejudices of one there is a sort of spiritual selfishness in devotion which is rather to be regretted than condemned i should not like to think it is unavoidable certainly its interfering with kindness is not unavoidable it is only a little difficult and calls for watchfulness kindness as a grace is certainly not sufficiently cultivated 
while the self-gravitating self-contemplating self-inspecting parts of the spiritual life are cultivated too exclusively rightly considered kindness is the grand cause of god in the world where it is natural it must forthwith be supernaturalized where it is not natural it must be supernaturally planted what is our life it is a mission to go into every corner it can reach and reconquer for god's beatitude his unhappy world back to him it is a devotion of ourselves to the bliss of the divine life by the beautiful apostolate of kindness end of chapter one part two